Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating setup sequence. Alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minutes. And this episode is coming live to you from Trapdoor Brewing in downtown Vancouver, Washington. So you will hear some other voices, but don't worry about those voices. They're just voices in your head. Just pay attention to us. They're all that matters, really. They're beautiful voices that tell you to kill yourself. Don't sit to me. What? What? I don't support that. Suicides. Only if you're a white supremacist, then go ahead. Or a Trump supporter. I'll tie the news for you. Not all Trump supporters. Some are misguided. I, I will, I'll keep it to white. I will misguide you into the news. So let's let's get into this right away. This is a gaming podcast. This by is the a way. gaming podcast, but something big happened here in Portland this weekend. Something not pleasant. I was at home all weekend. I not in, in any way implicated in this. Okay. On the Max subway, there was two. Oh young, Jesus! Yeah, that was insane. Two young girls minding their own business. They were black, if it matters. One was Muslim, one was not. Some fuck starts yelling at them, telling them to go back to Islamabad or whatever he was saying. He was saying they need to get out of his country. Right. Yeah. Three three men stood up and said, hey, maybe not bother the young girls. Yeah. And he fucking cut their throats, all three of them. Yep. Uh, one survived. Um, he is, two died. Two died. One is ex-military. One is um, kind of a liberal arts major from uh, Reed College, I believe. The one that survived is an autistic gentleman. Um, he's he's very, autistic? He's very articulate. Oh, uh, yeah, no shit. He gave a very brief seven-minute um, press conference to one reporter. He's very shook up about it, obviously. He's really, he's pretty humble about it, too, though. He's like, I didn't do anything. Like, I don't want attention. Like, you guys need to help these girls. So, like, yeah. So, like, Portland is supposed to be, like, this welcoming, safe place. Safe haven. Granted, it's very white. Um, so, there's that. In some areas. Most areas. There's, yeah. there's little pockets of diversity, but this really shook up a lot of people. Yeah, like, happened, a lot. That it happened here. Like, something so horrific. And, yeah. Did you see his, like, uh, his uh, court hearing? He, like, went insane during the court hearing? Yeah, he's he's not a good person. No. And I don't I don't want to hear the insanity of things. No. I really don't. Because he, he was very vocal at several rallies before this. Yeah, he's like a full-on white supremacist. Yep. And I am done. I see a white supremacist, I will punch them in the face. So this is the one time where Zach will have to hold me back. Wait, why? I'd be right there. Like, there's no really stopping. Right on. So I just want to put that out there to kind of give you the frame of mind I'm at going into this because it'll come up later in our new segment a little oh, bit. Oh, shit. Um, but let's get on to more happy topics, shall we? Okay, so what'd you do this weekend? I didn't punch any Nazis, unfortunately. They don't have to be Nazis to be white supremacists. That's true. Um, so we did have a, a fun... I'm glad I, sh- I didn't do my little beard and mustache thingy for this episode or anything. Um, so I had a night, a night away. <laughs> uh, my wife had a conference in Hood River, so she had a hotel yeah. room there. And that's a nice... Um, the Columbia River Gorge is just... This giant river is carved out a gorge on... That's Beautiful. Between the border of Oregon and Washington, so it's very picturesque. And she was staying in a hotel right on the river. Um, for our conference, so one night I took the kids up and we kind of went up there and just hung out. Just for a night. Just for a night. And brought, I brought it back to school by 9 a.m. the next morning. So but they were late. It was fine. Um, like half hour late for my daughter and an hour and a half for my son. Nice. It was not, not a big deal. Not a big deal. So we had a good time. We had uh, 
a lot of time by the pool, and the pool is like right by the river, so that was really cool. So you see the river from where you're swimming? Yeah. That's cool. So as part of the conference, one of the vendors that's kind of like you know, trying to get new contracts from all these government people yeah. through a, a cocktail party. Okay. Um, so he had like a giant Costco-sized bottle of, of scotch there. Okay. I, I kind of drank half of it. Did you just take the whole bottle home back no, to the I hotel room with you? What, was, what I would do, and I'm kind of proud of this, like this really kind of a genius move. Like when my friends would run out of drink, I would grab their cup and go get it, refill it, and refill mine. Nice. So I People up, were like, oh, Tim's being so helpful. That's awesome. My cup was never empty. I had, that's, that's awesome. So that's about six trips back into the scotch bottle. Holy shit. But I didn't realize scotch affects me a little different than bourbon, I think. Okay. I was trying to get a bottle of water later. Okay. And I had a little bit of an issue with the hotel's vending machine. You couldn't figure out the work of vending machine, Tim? It took my dollar. Uh-huh. It straight up took my dollar. It's usually dollar twenty-five for water, but continue. It took one dollar. Okay. I put another dollar in, nothing. It, it would not take that dollar. So I tried to take the original dollar back. And wouldn't give it to it you. It would not give it to me. So I went to the front desk and hey, this happened. They gave me four quarters. I went downstairs to a different vending machine. So I wasn't going to go back to the one that took my money because that's dumb, right? Well, you needed a dollar twenty-five, so. I had a dollar twenty-five now. Okay. I went downstairs. Okay. It took seventy-five cents. Okay. And then it would not take anything else. <laughs> it would not take quarters. It would not take a dollar bill. It just wouldn't take anything. <laughs> so you know the coin return button? Yes. It's, it's a button specifically designed... To give you coins. To return your coins if you start a transaction for whatever reason decide to cancel it. Yeah. Push the button. Nothing. Really? Really. So this is... Let's, let's say in a hypothetical universe this might have happened. Someone that looks like me but is distinctly and legally separate from me might have gotten frustrated at that point <laughs> and shoved the vending machine with enough force to send it to the wall and back out two feet and cause the soda can inside to explode. Keeping in mind this is a hypothetical situation. It may or may not have happened. No, it did not involve me at all legally. This is legally not Tim. Uh, it was non-legal Tim. Did you know that like many people die every year being crushed by vending machines? By the way. <laughs> so it, I'm just saying it's legally not me because I, I looked and there happened to be a, a video camera there. So we took a selfie with it, me and the kids, with the camera behind us, just to make sure. To, just so you know that, that someone legally separate and completely not me yeah. did that, not me. I was laughing my ass off of that person. Is legally not you. I had a nice chain conversation going on for about an hour with illegally not Tim. I had drank it a lot. I wanted a bottle. The water tasted weird, the tap water. It yeah. just didn't taste right. I wanted a bottle of water. I could not get a bottle of water. <laughs> I was not happy about that. But the trip was a lot of fun. Um, also this week, I... Out of the blue, my wife said, hey, I want to see Alien Covenant. I'm like... What the hell is that? That's the newest Alien movie. Okay. So it kind of... That's the one Predators, isn't it? No. (laughs) Those movies don't exist. Oh. So she hadn't seen Alien Prometheus, so the night before we watched Alien Prometheus, and then we went and saw Alien Covenant. Where the hell did you go see an old-ass movie? Oh, is it new? Uh, Covenant? Brand new. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's out in theaters right now. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, people died violently. You'd you'd like parts of it. That's cool. So that was a lot of fun. And then the last thing I want to mention is, um, I spent a lot of time with my wife last week, actually. That's weird. We went to Tanuki. What the hell is Tanuki? That's where I sent those pictures to you. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a hole in the wall. You have to literally know it's there because there's no signs. It's just a door in the middle of a building. It's It's the one that's only open on certain days, right? Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. Maybe Sunday. And, like, it's a Tokyo-style bar. They have sake and Japanese beer and whiskeys and bar food. Um, Like, specifically, like, Japanese bar food. So you tell them how much you want to spend between, like, 18 and 30 per person. Mm -hmm. And then based on that, that's how many little plates they bring out to you. And we had stuff like squid jerky. We had uh, crab claws. We had this amazingly moist and delicate and rich uh, lake trout. It was delicious. Um, All this stuff. Um, Did you and your wife get the same thing? 
Yeah. Okay. Basically, just like a double portion. Okay. Because, yeah. You just tell the dollar amount, and then you get whatever food comes out. It's often very salty. It's designed to go along with alcohol, so of course it's going to make you want to drink more. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. The f- my favorite thing that I, that I got that I hadn't had ever before was a um, sake bone marrow luge. Now, did you have to pay for that separately, or was that included in That was in part your- of the omakase. Okay. So, two bones, or maybe one bone, cut in half. Yeah, look like one bone cut in half. You scoop out the marrow and eat it. Okay. Um, which is a bone own. of what? I'm guessing it was large enough, probably cow, um, possibly pig, but I'm guessing cow. And how was the marrow? I never had that before. Is it like chewy? No, it's like uh, it's like kind of like eating the fat part of a steak, but a little bit better. Okay. Um, not as grisly. Okay. But that flavor. Yeah. So that was. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I was definitely more prepared for it being on this keto diet for a month. No, actually two months now. Yeah. I've been eating a lot more fats. But I could see where someone would be like, eat gross, I don't like that. Yeah. But the next part, I think, even if you don't like the actual just marrow, the next part was pretty cool. So you got a hollowed out bone. Yeah. It looks sort of like a slide. And you have a shot of sake that came with it. Yeah. You put the bone in your mouth and pour the sake down the trough, and the sake like lifts some of the fatty marrow goodness, which yeah. is kind of like you know like uh, a chicken, like chicken broth. All that is is chicken fat. Yeah. But it just scoops that out with the and it, so you get this mixture of sake and bone marrow like delivered. It's like the most that's cool primal awesome shot. It was really cool. I want to go try this now. That was pretty awesome. Huh. That was like the highlight of Because I've had the omakase before, and it's always delicious, always good. But that was new for me. So, so when you go in this place, you can only get the omakase, right? No. Um, sometimes you can order specific things. Like another really good thing is these little buns filled with like blue cheese and bacon. Oh, yeah. Really delicious. Um, so some of the some things will be like order standalone. Um, I think squid jerky is one of those things. You can okay. try that if you can. It's not primarily a restaurant. It's primarily a an sake, experience. A, well, it's, it's a bar. It's a sake tasting room, whiskey, beer. Okay. They have a really good um, light beer I like called Height. It's a. It's like if Coors Light was good. Okay. It's a light. Yeah. Really light beer, and that's one of the drinks I had was a shot and a Height. Nice. It's just a six bucks for a can of beer and a whiskey shot. It's a Japanese beer. Japanese beer. I think it was American whiskey. Okay. But yeah. Nice. It's good times. That's that sounds awesome. It was really awesome. I hope it takes you some time. Yeah. So enough about me. What were you been up to? I sold the house. Yeah? Yeah. So I go back. Did you get, like was it I should how have how was the experience like compared to what you thought it would be? The lady was like on heroin or something. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I should probably should say that because I got a real estate agent and everybody else listens. She wasn't on heroin. I should say she was. She was she depressed or why do you say? No, that? I said the wrong drug. I was thinking more like crack. Oh, that's completely different. Yeah, heroin's cool. like you want to fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I said the wrong drug. She's like on crack. She was like super fast in and out. Um, well, that's kind of good. You don't want to waste a lot of time signing papers, right? No, you don't. It was re- it was way different experience than when I bought the house. When I bought the house, I had a stack of like probably like a hundred pages I had to go through and sign. Selling it was like I think I did like maybe ten signatures. So uh, really, that's wow. And I think the di- I think the difference is I didn't have a real estate agent buying the house, and I had one doing buy or selling the house. Mm-hmm. So I think that I filled out a lot of the paperwork pre um, closing. Okay. So I think I filled out a lot of paperwork already, and. Uh, yeah, it was good. I don't know. It was weird. Like, as of tomorrow, which would be Thursday of this recording, because we're recording on Wednesday, um, I will not own the house anymore. So it's kind of weird not owning a house. I, I literally don't own a house. Like, I don't own the new house, and I don't own this house. So could I say you're homeless? I mean, I got a free month, so not really. But you don't have a home. That's very true. So I can call you homeless? For a month. For a couple days. Until Friday. So you got one day to call me homeless. Episode 145, Zach is homeless. Zach is homeless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It was quick and easy, I guess. So She was friendly enough. She was just like, it was like the end of her work day, so she was just trying to rush in and out, you know? It's not really something you want to do all at once, but did you check what you were signing at all? 
kind of, but like I had already read everything. Like it had already been. There weren't any surprises. Like you have to leave behind your dog. I mean, I would just kill them and then take my dog in the house back. So Damn. I mean, I need some sort of bone marrow for my sake shot. Um, human fever. Human fever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was it was good, I guess. Uh, so I think tomorrow or Friday, I should be getting a huge deposit in my checking account, which would be nice. So you can finally deposit money. Nope. That's the dumbest thing. I can't deposit money. They can deposit it because it's for the sale of my house. So it's still the dumbest thing. I know. Yeah, I'm still like rich as shit at my house. It's stupid. Let's not talk too much about that. I mean, it should be gone by the time this episode goes up, hopefully. Okay. But we'll see. Maybe not. It's just weird that they acknowledge that you're getting money, but they won't let you take it and put it in the bank. Yeah. So it's really weird. And then right after it gets deposited, I'm going to pick up my wife's car. So it's going to be like this huge lump sum and then a huge lump sum coming out. So it's going to be... It's going to look like you're a drug dealer. I mean, Basically. that's like every month, but yeah. Um, so that's what I did this week. I sold the house. Oh, and we went swimming. We took my son swimming for the very first time. Where'd you go? Uh, my wife's best friend's mom's best friend. Wife's best friend's mom's best friend. Yep. Okay, they have an they have a in-ground pool. I was taught that you can't say underground pool because there's underground railroad and that's that's rude. Okay. So apparently you can't say underground pool. At their house? Yeah. So um, how did you, did you just hold him or did you put like floaties on him? So like her friends were like really wealthy and uh, or I should say her husband's really wealthy. So she went out and bought like this like boat thing that's like a floaty, like huge floaty, like a rectangle. Okay. Then it attaches to this mesh thing that goes to a smaller floaty on the center of it that you set him inside of that holds him up. And then it has a canopy over it so the sun doesn't beat down on him and he just floated around. So he's like baby like baby Moses, more or less? Yeah, I mean, like, I can show you a photo. He's definitely, like, baby, baby Moses. I mean, uh... So could he feel the water? Oh, yeah, he was oh, in the water. Okay. He's splashing around and kicking. I mean, his feet were in the water the whole entire Did time. Did he like it? Oh, yeah, he yeah. freaking loved it. So was the water warm? Was it cool heated? Yeah, she's got a heated pool. Cool. So that's what it looks like. So oh, my God, that is so luxurious. Yeah, right? You may be spoiled. Yeah, he's, like, inside this giant floaty tube. So that's what the floaty tube is. And if you guys are watching, that's what the floaty tube is. So you guys have to youtube.com for slash plug and play game or to look at the floaty tube. Um, cool. Yeah. So I did that this week. All right. What's the video, video game podcast? We should probably talk video games instead yeah. of random. I mean, slang. we can talk about more like how we can collect bone marrow. No? Um, is that not appropriate for this podcast? Is that more like a I think we crossed so many lines about what's appropriate for this podcast that it doesn't even matter anymore. Okay. I'm still playing Prey. Um, it's hard. Like, um, you have to be like really meticulous and careful going to new areas or you just get killed. Really? Yeah, you got to sleep. you got to plan. It's how you're... not Zelda, is what you're saying. No, it's not Zelda. Uh, it's good, but I'm just not progressing as fast as I want to, and I have to be... Like, I can't come home from work tired and play this game. I've got to be on point for this game. i got to be fully, like, you know, zero you down. Be um, but I'm playing that. I also started playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm loving it. it oh, I forgot to say that we did that this weekend, too. So went to, went to uh, Eliminate Steve. Yeah. You, yeah. Should, you should probably talk a little bit about that, because that's sure. fucking ridiculous. My my son um, wants to raise money for camp, and he's also supporting um, kids in Kenya for... Um, there's this organization that's run by my wife's secretary. Okay. Or at least she contributes to it. She's a major part of it. I don't know if she completely runs it. She's a partnership with it. But anyway, they provide like medical and um, tuition um, for this one school in Africa. So it's pretty cool. And my son has raised... Your son is the number one supporter. He, he has raised like two grand for them. I would say, last year alone, I think your wife said that he did $1,200. Yeah, my son is eight, just so you all know. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are matching contributions, but I'm still giving him credit because he is going out there and... And finding people to match it. Right. So anyway, this weekend he put up a lemonade stand for like eight hours. It was like the hottest day of mm-hmm. the year so far. And he stood out there like a trooper, like for seven or eight hours. And um, if we combine, because my wife posted on Facebook, 
if we combine, Facebook has a donate button now, yeah. which is pretty cool. If we combine that, he raised over three hundred dollars. No, no, he raised over three hundred dollars just in cash out of the out of the lemonade stand. That's not including the Facebook stuff. Okay, because um, it was split. Like people could choose. He let them choose whether. It went to his camp fund or the kids in Kenya fund. Yeah. He had like two boxes. Yeah. One of them was his Minecraft box and one was something else. I think it was um, a jar or something when I was there. I don't know. We were the first ones there. Yep. So, so thanks for supporting him. Oh, of course. Um, so games. Um, yeah. Rise of Zero Dawn is great. Okay. Um, there's definitely comparisons to be made to Zelda, but it's, it's different. It's yeah, you can't climb walls. You can't, but you can't ride a horse. A robot horse. Can you? Yeah, I got some great pictures of my robot horse. Um, Do you train one, or like so you just get a specific you, robot horse? No, you get this ability at a certain point to um, like short circuit the robots and kind of repurpose them for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get to, you get a horse basically. Like you can just like if you sneak up on them. Avatar and, style. Um, so that's you plug really your ponytail into his ponytail, and then you become friends and meet for life. Something like that. Um, but it looks beautiful. Huh. Like, it's a really pretty game. I'm enjoying that a lot. That's the kind of game I want to play right now. Um, the other games, I'm sort of dipping in and out. I played uh, Loading Human for PlayStation VR. I gave a lot of love to my PlayStation this week. Let's just get that out of the way right now. I, I haven't been playing on it for a while. I've been playing my new gaming PC, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just, like, let's see what my PlayStation's up to. Yeah. So I got Loading Human for really cheap from uh, some sale. I can't remember last week. And that is a um, first-person science fiction exploration game. Okay. It's really rough. Like, movement is strange. To, like, go backwards, you have to point the move controller behind you. Backwards? Well, if you want to turn around. Like, like movement is really strange. Like, you have to... If I want to turn left, I have to take the move controller and click left. That's weird. It, it's awkward. It, it's definitely one of the first generation of PSVR games. And the character models are really weird. And, like, I took some pictures of, like, them in really unnatural poses with their arms and, like... And the game will let you be completely pervy, too. Like, there's a female character. You can go up and honk, honk, or do whatever. Nice. I, I posted a quick video on our uh, website of me whacking off in the bathroom because I could. Nice. Yeah. Um, but the game is okay, story-wise. It's just... Um, it's a little rough. But it, the other weird thing about it is it's, it's considered episode one. And I haven't heard anything about episode two. It's because they stopped development. Well, it released for forty dollars, just episode one. Holy shit! Right? So I don't know where this series is going or if it's going. Here's a picture, by the way, from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn of me riding my horse. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, here's another view. Same. Oh, Jesus, that's a beautiful. It, it's just the scenery is gorgeous. Um. So I played that, uh, Loading Human. Friday 13th is that game we, I kickstarted. Yeah, how was I, it? I had a hard time connecting the first day. Yep. I gave up. Second day I played one round, and it's pretty fun. Like, is it? Yeah, Jason has, like, he can sneak up on you. He can kind of teleport and, like, suddenly appear behind you. So it's, you will die a Did you lot. play as a survivor, or? I played as a survivor. I only played Once one you round. die, are you dead? Yes. The cool thing is after you're dead, you can spectate. So okay. you can, like, pick a player to follow. So you're playing this on Steam? Yes. You can pick a player to follow, or you can pick a specific location on the map and just watch what goes on there. Um, it's not the best-looking graphically, but it's it's fine. It's You can set traps. You can um, try to find, like, weapons. You can't really kill Jason, but you can stun him. Um, you are trying to escape, so you try to find, like, the battery for a car and the keys to get out of there, or the police call box um, to call the police. If, a camp, if you're a camper, you're trying to escape. Yeah. Not kill Jason. I'd like to play as Jason sometimes, so I'll, I'll, I'll check into that. Our friend Anthony has got the game, too. He wants to play with me sometimes. So. I might have to pick this up. It's pretty cool. It's, it's 
Do you know how much it is? I don't. I want to say 40, but I'm not. Okay. I got a cheaper yeah. to kickstart with it. Yeah. Um, so I played, like I said, one round of that. Um, I played a tiny bit of The Last Guardian, and I think I put a quick look of that up on our side as well. Yeah. And that's the game that came out last year um, from Team Ico, where you have this... Um, the bird. Bird dog cat. Yeah. And you, like, rescue him. And, and he's an octopus in there somewhere. No, he's just a bird dog cat. So the thing about this game is, this struck me from like the half hour to hour that I played, is that it does really well with making you feel like you're a kid, because you are not strong. Like, you stumble and you, it's, hard, yeah, yeah. it's hard for you to push stuff. And then the bird dog cat thing, which is called a Trico, it doesn't always do what you want. Like, it'll wander around the room. Where I heard you, it gets a little bit better towards the end. Yeah, but I kind of like that it. it feels organic. Like, you know how a dog, like, yeah, he's like, a dog yeah, or cat you, does whatever the fuck it yeah. wants. So that's kind of cool, and the setting's really nice. It's like this crumbled castle or whatever. Um, it looks really great. Um, and I got it for super cheap. I showed you how cheap it was. Yeah. I got uh, Last Guardian and the latest Mirror Edge game for 30 bucks, both of them. Yeah. So again, 15 bucks a piece. Yep. Again, more love for my PlayStation 4 coming. Yeah. So, um, one last game now. I swear I'll let you talk. I um, feel like I've been monopolizing. I really don't have a whole lot to say. Ancient Emulator is a PSVR game that just came out. Um, it's a free demo. So, if you have a PSVR, definitely check it out. Um, there should be a quick clip up on the site any minute now. It's recording. Okay. Um, it's like set in a fantasy universe in different time periods, like think Egypt, think medieval times, that kind of stuff. And there's been a lot of like shooting gallery games for PlayStation VR. What yeah. makes this different is it's a tower defense game. Weird. So there's hordes of enemies coming at your towers. Tower basically. And you can teleport between different spots. Yeah. And shoot at the enemies. That's cool. Um, it's so PlayStation VR. Yes. The only character that's unlocked for the demo is the archer. There's also a mage, a puppeteer, a gunslinger with two pistols. That'd be cool. Which I want to play. And I, there might be another one I forget. Do you own the game? No, I just have the demo okay. so far. So I played the first round. Um, just the first game I ever played, so I die in the demo. Yeah. Whatever. But you get an idea of what it's like. I was still getting used to, you have to pull the arrow back. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of a trickiness, like engaging the arrow right. So you'll see me miss a lot of shots. Yeah. Go ahead and laugh at me, I don't care. Um, the other funny thing, going back to perviness in VR, is you can look down and totally check out your archer's boobs. No way. Yeah. I was like shaking them. That's awesome. It's kind of cool. That's really cool. A little bonus feature, but just not throw it in there. Anyway, enough about what I was playing. What have you been playing? NBA Playgrounds for the Steam. Okay. On Steam. So. It's Steamy. Is this a single player experience or? So far. It's supposed to be online, um, but I haven't done that. I don't think it's even available yet. Is it full release or is it like a It's full early release. Access? It's full. It's not early access. No. Um, Have you tried an online? Would it be an online match or online tournament or how would it be? It'd a- be like an online either 1v1 or a 2v2. Um, but like and, one game? Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's available like I said yet. Uh, I don't think the online ability has been unlocked yet. Um, but I did play some of the tournament mode which is basically you choose two of the cards you already have and then you go into this tournament and you play from the bottom up and if you beat it then you get a new basketball court and card packs and a bunch of other shit to open up. So do you get new players for the card packs? You do. And if you get duplicates, it boosts the stats for that one player. That's cool. So the more duplicates you get... So you kind of want duplicates. If you get, you know, especially if characters you want to play. So how do you get card packs? Uh, either by leveling up. So the more you play, you get experience per game. Um, you get less experience if you lose, obviously. Um, but you get more if you win. Um, if you cle- complete objectives during a match, like in the tournament mode, it'll be like score four three points or score four four points, which is a perfect three point shot, um, which is not in NBA. It's just in this game, um, and then it'll give you extra experience for doing that. And uh, so you, as a player, have your own experience bar, your own level bar, and whenever you level that up, you get a card pack. 
and then as you play characters, they level up. The more you play them and win with them. So these are sort of separate experience bars. You exactly. Your yep. experience bar and then your character. You always bar. have three experience bars going at once. What's the third one? You have two players in your control. Oh, okay, okay. So as you level them up, you also get card packs, I believe, and their stats go up the higher level you get them. So you're getting card packs pretty frequently. Pretty frequently, yeah. I mean, at least like every uh, every two to three games. Can you buy card packs? I haven't checked it out yet. I haven't needed to. Okay. Um, I was just wondering if there's a... I'm sure you probably can. Um, or if not yet, you will be able to. Um, it'd be stupid for them not to. Um, but yeah, it, it's fun. I like it. It's quick, like five-minute matches. And uh, just back and forth and watching the stamina. I found myself, I realized I go really hard in the first part, like the first like three minutes, and I get pretty far ahead. And then the last like two minutes, my guys have like no stamina and they can't like rejuvenate anything. So they're like huffing and puffing, trying to get back across the court. And then it uh, usually comes out to be really fucking close. So it, uh, it's fun. I really like it. Um, hopefully I will get some more streaming in and I can be uploading some stuff over to uh, the YouTube channel here pretty soon. So I tried doing it this weekend, but something went awry. I'm not really sure. So, yeah. I had a really sweet game, too. I like did a whole entire tournament, and uh, it was pretty cool. So, hopefully you figure that out. Yeah. So. Anyways, you want to head over to Tech Talk? Yeah, let's do a Tech Talk. Um, we have a guest Tech Talk this week. Um, so we've been covering the weird consoles that I've, I've accumulated yep. over the years. We're going to go with a more mainstream console this week. Talk it's about been weird. But yeah, some weird things go on with it. Um, Jessica, who writes for TheButtSmashers.com and Plug and Play Gamer, has not had a good go with the Nintendo. She's had a terrible go. So I'm going to let her take over and tell you all about her troubles with a Nintendo Switch. Okay, so where to begin with all this Nintendo Switch madness? Uh, you asked me to record uh, a bit about it, and it's just such a convoluted issue. I'm not sure if I can do it in five or six minutes, but I'm going to try to get the gist across. So, anyway, the Nintendo Switch uh, was one of those things that when it was first announced, you know, I was a little bit wishy-washy about it. Like, I thought it was a neat concept, but having been more of a PC gamer in recent years, uh, you know, I didn't think I was going to pre-order it and rush out to uh, get it. But anyway, as uh, time went on, that opinion kind of changed, where I, I really thought it'd be a unique system, kind of a good uh, hybrid between handheld and uh, you know TV gaming. So anyway, so I decided I was going to get it, and uh, I didn't pre-order it. So when the evening of March 2nd rolled around, I went to the uh, walmart.com website and started refreshing uh, the search page. And right around midnight, uh, when the, the I guess the uh, switch was pulled, uh, so to speak, and the Nintendo Switch went on sale. I managed to get one in the cart and checked out in about two or three minutes. And it was actually good. It was the one with the neon Joy-Cons, which is the one I kind of wanted because it looked a little bit unique, and I'm you know a little bit tired of having a black or gray controller. So it was really cool to get that. And it was expected to come, uh, since that was a Friday, two-day shipping would have been, I guess, technically Tuesday, but it did show up Monday, which was great. Uh, but that's kind of where the, the journey begins, because... Uh, that Nintendo Switch, uh, once a couple days later I finally set up the system, you know, I found out it uh, had an issue with the dock where it couldn't uh, reliably output an HDMI signal without cutting off periodically. And sometimes it would go between charging uh, and being on AC power and then going down to battery mode, and nothing was changing. I made sure that the, the system was properly docked each time. So... Don't know what the problem was. It also felt like the dock uh, ran the risk of scratching the screen. It was a very tight fit. So that was the first Switch I returned. Brought it back to Walmart, and unfortunately there was no Switches in stock, so I had to take a refund. But I did manage to track down another one uh, a few days later. Maybe it was a week later. I'm not exactly sure. But I did manage to get another one, and that one was pretty much dead on arrival because when I brought it home and, and got it set up, I noticed that after about 10 or so minutes, uh, the screen would just go black, but you'd still hear the audio, which meant just the display was cutting off. And it wasn't like the system was going to sleep because this was uh, you could hear the game playing in the background. Like It wasn't just going to sleep. It was actually just losing the display completely. And so that had to be returned. Again, no switches in stock. But anyway, finally I got a third one, and I believe the third one was from Toys R Us. And uh, the Toys R Us one, 
I had an issue with battery because it actually worked great for a couple days just playing it on AC power. Actually, I think it might have been almost a week uh, playing it on AC power. But anyway, I finally had undocked it and was playing, and I noticed the battery life. Uh, it would go from about 100% down to 25% in about 10 or 15 minutes, and that was just like browsing the eShop pretty much non-intensive stuff, and it was just killing the battery. Like, it had virtually no battery life. So, uh, naturally, that got returned. And unfortunately, there were no more switches in stock at Toys R Us, so just had to get a refund. Anyway, I finally managed to get another one. And this one was also one with the uh, red and blue Joy-Cons, so that was really cool. And unfortunately, it was the victim of a blue screen of death. It would just have a blue screen and return the error code. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. Uh, and again, it had to go back to the store. And once again, there were no more switches, so I had to get a refund on that one. That's the latest one. So that's four switches. And throughout this process, I actually spoke to Nintendo several times on the phone. And I will say to their credit, the customer service reps were very nice. Uh, they were profusely sorry about it, and uh, they tried to uh, offer some sort of help. But in two of the cases, the uh, system was basically viewed as being dead on arrival. Uh, the the issue with I'm trying to think. Oh, the battery? Yeah, the battery issue was the first one that was dead on arrival. They said that one, because of the way the battery is set up, uh, they could not replace the battery, uh, at least within the cost of warranty. Like, technically, the, you know, when it got RMA'd back to them, I'm sure at their own cost, they would eventually put a new battery in and sell it refurbished. But in terms of repairing it under the warranty, they said that repair would exceed the value of the warranty, unfortunately. And I guess if it had been outside the 90-day return window, they might have been more willing to work with me, but they recommended just returning that one to the store, which I did. And then the one with the blue screen of death, uh, on the phone they told me that was most likely a corrupted flash memory. And again, that was another repair that would be fairly expensive. They'd have to gut the system uh, and basically put in new memory. So they said that that's another one where... It exceeded the value of the warranty plan, and because it was within the 90-day uh, in-store return window, uh, they recommended bringing it back. So it's kind of crazy to me. I told them a couple of the different representatives uh, that uh, I don't think I've ever returned a game console in the past, uh, going all the way back to like the NES era. Uh, and certainly, if I ever did, and I don't remember, I don't think I've ever returned anything more than once. Like There was never two returns. So the fact that there's been four returns... Uh, to me, seems kind of crazy, uh, but Nintendo uh, has stressed the fact they think these are very uh, limited issues, and I've had either extremely bad luck with the system, or I guess where I live, uh, maybe we've just gotten a, a couple really bad batches in that keep getting systems uh, from the bad batch. And I'm actually inclined to believe that. That is possible, that uh, there were some issues with certain production runs and some of the stores around here uh, have gotten systems from that production run, in which case that's just really unfortunate. But uh, I should point out, though, that if they're correct and it is a limited issue, uh, I don't think that should scare people away from buying the Switch. And the fact that I've gone through all this stuff and still would like to eventually get a Switch, I think, speaks to the uh, overall uh, fun potential the console has because I really do want to get into playing it and I've enjoyed the time I've spent with it so far. So I guess that's something to take away from it. And uh, plus I'm reminded of the issues with the Red Ring of Death on the Xbox 360 and uh, other consoles. And so I don't think this is truly something 100% unique. Uh, everything has early adopter issues. I just happen to have a frustratingly uh, difficult run of bad luck. So anyway, that's my rant on it. I've, I know I've done an article, probably will do a follow-up article at some point, talking about this most recent experience, but hopefully I'll finally get a working switch one of these days, and I'm hoping that's not going to uh, completely uh, jade any fun I should have from it. And I think that's why I've been trying to take my mind off it by uh, working on other stuff and not worrying as much about the Switch, which is too bad. But anyway, so that's my uh, take on it. Uh, and I'd be interested uh, to hear if anyone else has uh, had any issues with the new Nintendo Switch and what those issues were and what you did to resolve them. All right, so uh, to hear more from Jessica, you can check her out on uh, Twitter at Alloway. That's A-L-L-A-H-W-E-A. Or, sorry, H at the end. A-L-L-A-H-W-E-H. Alloway. It's a weird Twitter handle. 
It's a great story. It's it's, no, no, it's definitely great. It's I hard just, to read out. Especially if you've had uh, some impeachment ale. Yeah, exactly. We're so, getting ready to impeach this ale. To uh, go ahead and spoil our taste of treats later. Yep. Well, let's uh, take a break and then we can talk more about that taste of treats. Okay, sounds good. Who's our official one? Yeah, well, sort of. I already had my official one. So, we're at Trap Door. Brewing. Yes. Vancouver, and Washington. Yes. Downtown. The 360. Yo. Yo. Represent. Um, so, you are drinking their flagship IPA. Yep. Trap Door IPA. Trap Door IPA. Plain simple. Yep. I am drinking the raspberry. You cannot see raspberries in there. But raspberry, pe- raspberry peach impeachment. Um, it is a sour, a golden sour. By the way, I did not taste any peach in there. Raspberry, um, not peach. It's because it's a sour. The peach is pretty subtle, but it's it, it probably lightens yeah. it up. I love peach. I love peach. I like the sour. I don't like that many sours, and I like this one. All right. Well, let's continue. You ready to uh, kick it? Let's kick it. Alright, have you ever been wasted? I mean, every day of my life. Have you been butt-wasted? I mean, usually if you drink too much, sometimes your butt can get wasted the next day. What if there was a game about getting butt-wasted? I mean, I would play. So, I'm going to let them uh, talk about it, but this is a a board game called Butt-Wasted. thought this was just a board game, but it's so much more than just a game. When I started playing this game, I didn't have a beard, and I was single. I fucking love this game. Oh, say it like you mean it. You know how fucking expensive it is to have two girlfriends? This game ruined my life. I have new friends, new group, new crew. It's awesome. Alexa, how much do you like this game? I don't have an opinion on that. You love it! Sorry, just looking for my dignity after this game. What happened to me when I played this game? I lost my pants. I changed my sexuality during this game. I didn't. I've been eating my feelings for weeks. It's unbelievably great. I win every single time I play. Antes de este juego, no sabía hablar español. Does anyone have a fucking Pedialyte? God, it's dehydrated. Hi, I'm Laura, and this is Bree, and we're the co-founders of Butt Wasted. When I was in college, I created a game that was crazier, more ridiculous, and inappropriate than any game previously created. This game has traveled the world in countless parties, and we've decided it's time to bring this game to the masses. The game is simple. A group of people gather together, roll the die, and do whatever the space on the board says. The cards can say anything, from imitate the orgasm of the person on your left, to everyone switch shirts, to tell your most embarrassing moment. The person to get to finished wins, but really, everyone's a winner. This game is so simple and fun, it's ridiculous. We've started a Kickstarter to help raise money to fund this game, and we're really excited about it. We would greatly appreciate your help so we can make this game a reality and to deliver it to you and your friends as quickly as possible. Thank you for watching our video and for being a part of this with us. Where are my clothes? <laughs> what the hell? Oh shit, I lost my tooth! Hey Tim, let's get butt wasted. 
Well, we have to wait till this Kickstarter ends, which is currently uh, $22,000 of its $20,000 goal. With 16 days to go. Um, they are hoping to deliver this game. Trying to find out when it's going to actually get delivered. I'm not seeing it. It should be on the backing. Backing, backing, backing. Down, 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 down to a physical copy. Okay, stop somewhere in there. Uh, August 2017. Okay, cool. So it's a board game. Um, you roll dice, you move your marker, but when you land on... on a butt-wasted marker. You have to do like something crazy, like trade shirts to one person to your left, like everybody has to trade shirts. I've only played with this with the ladies. Yeah, this would not be a good sausage party game. Um, so back trade in Trade your underwear. Alright, let's do this, guys. So you can get custom cards, too. That's some of the backing That's levels. That's pretty cool. And what's funny is, is some of the backing levels are for, they'll write them when they're sober, and some of the backing levels are, they'll write them when they're drunk. So if you um, pledge 15, you get a unique handwritten card composed when they're sober. For 25, you get a card written when they're drunk. 35 gets you the game. Um, I should say the backing level suits are funny. $15 level is called the Butts Friends. $25 level is called Bottoms Up. The $35 where you get the game is called Start from the Bottom, Now We're Rear. $50 is the Rump Shaker with a thank you card copy game, custom curated cocktail menu. And yeah, so from there it goes up. We're going to go to the, the very highest level as we do, which is $500 is the Royal Derriere. Thank you card, five copies of the game, one custom designed drink menu, a secret code that will unlock exclusive video cards to add even more hilarity to an already wild game, five rad butt washed koozies, personalized shout out on social media, your name added to the top of our wall of shame fame, and a personal VIP invite to our ridiculous launch party, an opportunity to get butt wasted with the founders. Let's do it. $500? Yep. Where are they out of? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe on top, yeah, if it says. Does not say. Washington, D.C. Damn, wrong let's Washington. But wasted in Trump land. Alright, let's get some Cheeto testers going on. Alright, Tim. Did you ever play Pokemon Gold and Silver? Of course you didn't. I didn't. I know, that's the reason why I said, of course you didn't. But so is that GBA? It is okay. uh, Game Boy Advance. Okay, not, not the original red. That nope. Was, uh, yeah, Game Boy. Yeah, it was Game Boy Color. Okay. And then uh, Game Boy Advance was Gold and Silver, Pearl, or something like that. I don't know. It's interesting. Like everyone has like their first Pokemon, and that's like the one that they that they're most nostalgic about. Yeah. So for some people, it is Gold and Silver. Yeah, some of them. And uh, this gentleman who's gonna be talking to us here pretty quickly. This was his favorite. He loved the music. So it's called Johto Legends. Music from Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver. So uh, we're going to go ahead and let him talk about it. When I was 11 years old, I was a shy, introverted, nerdy kid who loved Star Wars and movie scores. Having just moved from my childhood hometown to an even smaller town, I was a little lost. Until one day, I met a kid at the bus stop who, long story short, straight up just gave me a Game Boy Color and a copy of Pokemon Crystal. From then on, I was hooked. Every time I turned on that Game Boy, I was transported into the world of Pokemon and the Johto region. The music was the perfect backdrop for my adventures. The battle themes were intense and awesome. The town themes warm and welcoming. Sometimes I'd just stand around Azalea Town listening to that tune on loop forever. But I always imagined what they would sound like if John Williams had orchestrated them. I wish I could do that, I thought. Hi, my name is Braxton Burks. I'm a Seattle-based composer with a few video game and film scoring credits to my name, and way too many Pokemon plushies. Five years ago, I released Kanto Symphony, which featured 78 minutes of colorful and cinematic arrangements uh, based on the soundtrack to Pokemon Red and Blue. After that, I co-produced another Pokemon cover album, Double Team, where I got to work with a live orchestra for the very first time. Both projects were funded with your help right here on Kickstarter. 
the outpouring of support and huge response to these albums has been nothing short of amazing. Your support has helped these two albums land on the Billboard charts and gain international recognition. And for that, I am immensely grateful to you all. Now I need your help again, this time to pay tribute to the games that started my musical journey. My dream is to capture the adventure and discovery I felt when exploring the Johto region for the first time. I am thrilled to announce Johto Legends, a 30-track album featuring lush orchestrations of the music of Pokemon Gold and Silver. I've assembled a team of seven incredibly talented video game musicians who will add a new dimension to the music. Many have performed for video game concerts, like Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions and The Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses, and some of their performances can be heard in games like Destiny, Dragon Age, Tomb Raider, and Minecraft. The goal is not just to deliver an epic orchestral interpretation of my childhood nostalgia, but to create something more intimate and meaningful. I am excited to bring you all on this journey with me in recreating the timeless themes of Pokemon Gold and Silver. With your support, we can breathe new life into this music and relive fond memories of the Johto region together. Thank you. And uh, way too many plushies. Ah! <laughs> way too many Pokemon plushies. Ah! <laughs> way too many Pokemon plushies. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! I must dance. Okay. So that's kind of cool. It's like a orchestral reimagining of those classic themes that he remembers from his childhood. Like he he said in the video that like he wanted to do like the um, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. John Williams like, yeah. orchestral score of the. Pokemon theme, so that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So for two dollars, you guys. Well, actually, I should start off. They got four days ago. So the day this podcast comes out, um, they're looking for thirty thousand dollars. They currently have thirty thousand eight hundred twenty-five dollars. Just over. Just over with seven hundred fifty-five backers. So for two dollars, you get the bug catcher exclusive updates. All backers will have their name or alias listed on our project website and will have access to backer exclusive behind-the-scenes updates. $5 gets you the Youngster digital artwork, uh, postcard for $10, full digital album, $20, Pokey Fan, going to the granddaddy of them all, um, well it's already actually already sold out sadly, there's only one at 500 the Master Trainer Private VG Arrangements. Um, you would have gotten the name alias on the project website, backer exclusive updates, digital art, three signed postcards, three digital albums, three buttons, three physical albums, three Johto Legends artwork posters, three sticker badge, and private arrangement of any video game song. But it's gone. So the next any one, video game song. Any video game song. Yeah. But now, the granddaddy of them all currently, with no backer max, is the Rocket Executive. Um, you get your name on the website, backer exclusive updates, digital art, three times digital art, three times signed postcards, three times digital album, three times buttons, three times physical album, three times sticker badge, and three times Johto Legends artwork poster. Um, slated for December 2017. Yeah. That's it. Okay, uh, talk some gaming industry news and events. Yeah. Um, as we're recording, we're one day away from June 1st, which is a new month, which means new games for gold and new PlayStation Plus. So, starting out with uh, games for gold, we got your... Assassin's Creed 3 and Dragon Age Origins. I love Origins. I played it like seven times. Yes, you did. Uh, PlayStation Plus members will enjoy Killing Floor 2 and my current favorite for this month, Life is Strange. Which is coming out with Season 2. Yep, they just announced that. 
And then on PlayStation 3, you can enjoy WRC 5 World Rally Championship and Neo Chrome and Spike Million for PSP and PSP. Alright, you ready to get controversial? Let's get controversial up in this beer. Alright, so Ubisoft just released their trailer for Far Cry 5. And it's kind of it was a, a far cry from a trailer. It was a far cry from their original, like their normal. Usually their settings are like somewhere like exotic and like like weird, like Africa or yeah. Nepal, yeah, or Tibet or whatever. Um, Tibet, yeah, Tibet. Yes, that's how you usually say that. Yep, that's usually how you say it. This one's set in Montana. Um, My cousin goes to college there, so maybe he's in the video game. Um, should we play a little bit of the trailer? We should. Okay, let's play a little trailer. We must atone! Something is coming. You can feel it, can't you? You can feel that we are creeping towards the edge. I know that you were out there. And I know that you were in pain. But my children, I'm here to tell you that suffering is a choice. And you can choose a better path. We want you. We accept you. And we will take you. Willingly or not. And some of you may fight. But in the end, you will thank us. I am your father. And you are my children. So, you may or may not have picked up if you're watching if you're watching on YouTube and saw the trailer. But if you're listening, a lot of what you missed was. Oh, like, by the way, thank you for the copyright action suit, assholes. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Ubisoft. Yep. Um, what you what you missed by not seeing seeing the trailer was um, a lot of imagery of like a rural area and then like white pickup trucks with like a strange cross emblazoned on them. Oh, uh, but don't worry, there was also white guys driving the white pickup trucks. Yep, um, uh, dragging people off. Yeah. And, like, forcibly baptizing them. Yeah. So this game is about a cult setting up in Montana. Kind of think like uh, French Davidian or the Bundys of the bird sanctuary. Yeah. Like we don't trust the government. We're gonna do our own thing. Fuck you all. And like as the the player, you're gonna try to infiltrate this cult stronghold. Well, this premise has pissed some people off. Like. Um, I got an article here from uh, the Christian uh, Broadcast Network. I think that's like, um, what's his name? Talking about the 700 Club dude? Yeah, yeah, what is his name? I don't know. The old crusty fuck. So this is how they describe the game. A new video game takes anti-Christian bias in the entertainment industry to a disturbing level, sending gamers on a mission to shoot down a violent Christian cult. Christians in parentheses. It's called Far Cry 5, and a recently released promotional illustration for the game is a mockery of Leonardo da Vinci's painting of Jesus' Last Supper. It shows the leader sitting with a Bible on the table, surrounded by a group of followers, holding guns with a bound and beaten man in the foreground. The the word sinner is carved in his back. (laughs) Far Cry 5 will tell the story of a malicious Christian cult if a piece of artwork released today by publisher Ubisoft is any indication that reports gamer site Polygon. The image calls to mind the 2016 occupation of the Malher 
National Wildlife Range, in which armed militants in cowboy hats and rugged button-downs seized the headquarters of the park located in Harney County, Oregon, writes The Verge. According to Truthfeed.com, Far Cry 5 is the first in the series to let gamers mow down... Mow down, and then also now CBN News is taking down Tim's surface. I got a little crazy there. Uh, mow down Americans rather than mutants or foreigners. I like how we're, let's just pause, I love how we're allowed to... Let's just to pause for a moment and break that sentence down. Like, Americans are like better... Okay, let me break this down for you, Tim. I'm white, and I'm an old, crusty Christian dude. And American. It's a, and American. It's okay to kill any foreigners, foreigners or, or mutants. Fuck mutants. Yeah. Like, like just, Even if they're mutant Americans, fuck them. Okay. But, if, but the second you start doing to a white American, you're fucked. Alright, so this uh, article goes on to reference a petition on change.org with like 1,100 signatures that um, wants to get Far Cry canceled. Now, a lot of people have pointed out that this, this petition. It's was, not gonna do nothing! was probably set up as a joke. Because if you read it, do you wanna read it? Yeah, let's read it. Okay, let's read this petition and see if you think this is. A lot of people have been reporting on this petition. I think someone set this up as a joke. Alright. Clicking on another link, bear with me. Alright. Enough is enough, Ubisoft. We've sat through your multicultural lectures and your preachy games aimed at, aimed at degenerates and mis... Miscreants. That's not the word. Misogenitors? I don't even know what that word is. He meant to say miscreants. Okay. We've tolerated in the name of gameplay design and innovation, but no more. Far Cry 5 is an insult to your fan base, the Americans who make up the majority of your customers, and it's time you woke up to that fact. Change this or cancel it. <laughs> Us gamers have had to endure a lot of crap over the last few I think years. He, I think he meant to say U.S. gamers. Okay, U.S. or us gamers. The targeted harassment by the mainstream press through Gamergate, the terrible launch and outright lies of highly anticipated video games, the outright censorship of art through localization policies, the continued rejection of romantic partners when they find out our hobby, <laughs> the appropriation of our culture by so-called gamers on Twitter, no more. That's in bold, by the way, like, capitalized. It's trying to draw a lot, time to draw a line in the sand, we, the American gamers that make up the majority of your user base, demand you cancel this game or alter it to be less offensive. All right, it goes on. Oh my God, Here, this is seriously I'm going to condense this a little bit. Here's some suggestions to make your game right. Change the villains. It's not so hard, really. Just change the villains to something more realistic. Islam is on the rise in America, as, <laughs> as is the violence of inner-city gangs. Are you scared to do so? In the words of Voltaire, to learn who rules you, simply find out who's not being criticized. Alter the building, villains. Even if you insist on making the villains American Christians, consider mixing the races a bit to not target white people exclusively. There are plenty of nationalists of every stripe, every race and creed. So throw in some blacks and Mexicans. I mean, I did see African-American uh, priest in there. Well, he was fighting off the guys, but whatever. So I think this is a parody, or a, a, it's, if someone actually believes this, that's just sad. Also, 1,100 signatures is really not that much. I mean, it is a lot for CBN News. So a lot of people are reporting on this, like, petition, like it's like a big uprising. I don't think it's a big uprising, first of all, and I think it was written as a parody. There's lots of misspellings, and, like, really, add blacks and Mexicans, really? I, I don't know, I hope it's a parody, but... I sure as hell hope so, too. I actually want to play this game. It looks pretty cool. I, I really want to play it. It looks beautiful. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's a controversy for episode 145. Like I said, we tie it up to our kind of brutal opening. Um, white nationalism can go suck a dick. Yeah. That's the official plug-and-play policy. But let's get on to uh, more fun stuff like game releases. Zach, that's where you tell us about game releases. Hey, guys! Coming out on Tuesday, May 30th, Star Trek, Bridge Crew, PSVR, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, The Walking Dead, and New Frontier, Episode 5, From the Gallows, PC, PS4, Xbox One, Rising Storm 2, Vietnam, PC, Cross Out, which is kind of like Tim's CrossFit, but it only comes on the PS4, Danger Zone, usually where I'm at with my wife, PS4. Danger Zone! 
Jameson. Enigmatis 2, The Mist of Ravenwood Boogaloo, PS4. Locks Quest, PS4 Retail. Oh, sir, the Insult Simulator, PS4. I kind of want that. That's fucking cool. That'd be cool. I mean, like, that's like my game. Like, I just throw insults everywhere I go. I kind of want that game on the go, though. Yeah. Then you play with other people. Hey, check this out. Paddle versus Paddle, PS4. Polarity, Ultimate Edition, PS4. Shoo. Vita. Wise Origins. Wise Origins. It's fucking wise. Throw in some blacks in Mexico, too. be fine. Vita. Astro Duel Deluxe Switch. Locks Quest Xbox One. Give it Lock. Yeah, That's weird. Wednesday, May 31st, which is today. Damascus Gear Tokyo Battle HD Edition PS4. Say the Awakening PS4 Xbox One. Tokyo 42 PS. PC, Xbox One, no PS4. Thursday, June 1st, ACA, Neo Geo, Metal Slug 2. Jesus fucking Christ with the ACA shit. PS4. Bricks. PS4. Which is what the Xbox One originally was, was just brick. Uh, Friday, June 2nd, Tekken 7, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Yes. The Coaling Xbox One Early Access. ACA. Xbox One is Early Access now? Apparently. ACA Neo Geo The Last Blade PS4 We're getting like Fucking two or three Of these fucking ACA bullshits A week They're on the Switch too I'm gonna have to Balance my energy With energy balance On the PS4 Sounds like an energy drink Does Energy balance Does So that's all That's coming out This week guys Um, Thanks for tuning in Don't forget to check us out At thebuttonsmashers.com Plugandplaygamer.com Facebook.com Plug and play show Twitter and Instagram At plugandplaycast and youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis.